0: Say me what isige Udio Raipu. Papa It is time for David's bookmark with David Tizzard. David is an assistant professor at Seoul Women's University and is completing the research of his PhD in Korean studies at Hanyang University. Good morning, David.
1: Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, everybody listening. It's getting a little bit cold these days in the morning, isn't it?
0: Mm -hmm. It's probably because it's uh, getting late in the year and that's what happens.
1: Very true. I cannot argue with that. That's that's what happens, especially the mornings and the evenings I'm noticing. There's a a real chill coming over us. Mm
0: -hmm, Definitely. My my toes are cold.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It becomes a little bit harder to get out of bed, so perhaps you're listening as you lie there Mm -hmm. in bed. Lucky you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because winter is almost upon us, I thought it would be appropriate for such a season to go to Norway this week Mm
0: -hmm, where it's very very cold
1: where indeed it is very cold up there in Scandinavia
0: Right.
1: Um, last week we touched on Bob Dylan being awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature Mm -hmm. and the Peace Prize is awarded from Norway every year really yeah oh
0: I didn't know that
1: yeah the the Peace Prize is is given from Norway that's where Barack Obama gave his speech Uh from and such forth Uh Um, do you know anything about Norway as a country Jamie
0: Um, Well, as a former resident of um, the Nordic countries... Uh, I know that Norway is not part of the European Union because that came up a lot in conversation. It actually did really, mm-hmm, really come up a lot in, in my conversations. In what with way? The Danes. Like
1: positive or negative? Or negative. Scathing? Negative. Yeah.
0: Yes. And um, I'm a
1: British man. I'm saying nothing about the <laughs> mem- membership of the European Union at the moment. Thank yes, you. Yes,
0: yes. Let's steer clear yeah, of, sure. of that subject. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs>
1: Anything else apart from the politics?
0: Uh, best hiking and cross-country skiing in Mm. Scandinavia, Norway.
1: Wow, and you're a big fan of hiking.
0: Yes, I am a big fan of hiking. I am a big fan of looking for mountains that are taller than um, 2,000 meters.
1: There you go. Mm-hmm. We have different music tastes, but these days Norway is also famous for sort of black metal and doom metal. They have some very heavy music up there okay. in mm-hmm. Norway. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a couple of weeks ago, we did Stefan Zweig's chess. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. The current world chess champion is from Norway.
0: Oh, well, it's really cold Magnus up there. Carlson. So, like, what do you do? You sit at home and you play chess. Chess, Hot or, cocoa.
1: chess or death metal, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the Norwegian way, uh-huh. but it's it's a perfect place to go as the temperatures get colder, and that's why I thought we would go there. And I thought we would look at the work of a very famous playwright, perhaps the second most sought after or the second most written about in theatrical history, mm-hmm. Henrik Ibsen.
0: Who's the first? Okay, Yeah. Shakespeare.
1: Oh, Billy. Oh, billy S. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you, yeah. Um, after Shakespeare, Henrik Ibsen is okay. often said to be the most influential, mm-hmm. the most widely read, the most widely produced uh, mm-hmm. person in theatrical.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you at home, yeah. I have to say um, the look on David's face during that pause <laughs> was just priceless. He's like, oh, Jamie.
1: I'm glad. To, it's, it's very hard when the microphone's in front of you.
0: <laughs> so tell us about Henrik Ibsen.
1: A Norwegian playwright, obviously, and writer, probably most famous for *The Dolls' House* mm-hmm. and *Ghosts*. Uh, despite being a Norwegian citizen, he he was born there and died there. Through in the 19th century, he spent a lot of his time living in Italy
0: oh, and I Germany. He
1: he spent a lot of his time in exile, which mm-hmm. also happened to Stefan Zweig. You mm-hmm. notice these European people; they right. they move away from their homeland. They write these mm-hmm. amazing books mm-hmm.
0: and. But I would say uh, most uh, Europeans who go into exile go to colder places. But I guess for Henrik Ibsen, he went to Germany.
1: Yeah, he went to Uh Germany. He went to Italy. Mm -hmm. Um, But he did did die back in Oslo in 1906, the turn Mm -hmm. of the 20th century. Mm -hmm. And when he did, he was given a state funeral. Oh. That's okay. a pretty big thing, you know, mm. for an artist to be given such a thing. This right. is not a politician or this is not a member of a royal family. Mm. But so highly regarded was Ibsen that mm-hmm. Norway gave him a state funeral upon his death in right. 1906, which I think is wonderful.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he was able to come back to Oslo for the end of his life. Yeah. That he didn't have to die in exile.
1: That, that's true. Mm, yeah, that's really ah, you something. go back to your roots and you can leave it there. His family has a nice legacy.
0: Mm. So, tell us about Ibsen's style. What was special about it?
1: What was special? Well, Ibsen is often considered the founder of realism in theatre. Mm-hmm. So, if you go and watch a play today, if you go to De Hangno or various other places where you might sit down and watch a performance, there is an unbelievably high chance that what you are watching will have been influenced by Ibsen.
0: Uh-huh. He's been
1: pivotal in changing and shaping the modern theatre world. Mm. And what do I mean by that? In that previously, theatre, sort of in the 18th, 17th centuries, going back, was a very bombastic thing. Mm-hmm. A very classical thing. I mean, if you think of Shakespeare itself, we have these, these princes, these lovers, these royalty, um, all engaging in these things. And more importantly, a lot of topics would be alluded to right. through allegory. What Henrik Ibsen did was to take these very real things that people experienced in their lives and mm-hmm. put them on stage.
0: Mm-hmm. So the characters that Shakespeare and um, people like Marlowe, whom we discussed mm-hmm. last week, um, the people that they dealt with were were somehow grander. They were kings. Mm. Um, yeah. They were gods. Whereas uh, Henrik Ibsen writes about the lives of ordinary people.
1: He does. So they're not caricatures. They're very rounded people. For example... True to life. True to life. Mm -hmm. The Doll's House, one of his most famous and widely performed ones, is about a woman struggling to come to terms with the identity of her role as a mother and a wife. Mm -hmm. Ghosts, which he wrote next, was about a young woman who, following the advice of a priest, married her fiancé despite his adultery. Mm -hmm. And contacted VD and then this was passed oh. down through the family line uh-huh. and but although this was a real thing that was happening in society mm-hmm. it was never spoken about until right. Henry Gibson put it On the stage. Uh So it was not
0: represented in literature in a meaningful way until Henrik Ibsen came along.
1: And put it that and it caused a lot of controversy. He got in Mm -hmm. a lot of he got in a lot of trouble for this and he faced a lot of criticism, a lot Mm -hmm. of slander. Mm -hmm. And he responded to it by writing what we're going to discuss today. Mm -hmm. Um, I just to on his style, I liken him in some ways to Quentin Tarantino.
0: Oh, In what
1: way? In what way? When you watch some of, especially Tarantino's earlier works, Mm -hmm. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, the dialogue when they're talking to each other, these characters, it feels so real. Tarantino was excellent at writing these conversations Mm -hmm. between two people, mundane conversations, that Mm -hmm. realism that wasn't necessarily going anywhere. What you call a cheeseburger in France is the most famous example. Ibsen does that so well.
0: Mm-hmm. And it actually made sense for Ibsen um, during his lifetime to, to get into the, the lives of the ordinary people and portray um, what was going on with them because it made sense for him um, on a national level as well yeah. in terms of what was going on in his country. Can you tell us what was going on in Norway?
1: In the early 19th century, Norway obtained its own independence from Denmark.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: despite being Norwegian, Ibsen was writing in Danish. Because Denmark contro-
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. There you
1: go. Do you know what the capital? Do you know what Oslo used to be called?
0: No. What was it called?
1: Christiania. <gasps> wow, that's a cool name for a capital city, isn't it? My pronunciation might be off, but yeah, that's it. And that's so- a
0: district in Copenhagen.
1: Is it really? Yes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh the connections are huge I didn't know that, thank you for teaching me Um, but Norway obtained its independence in the early 19th century and so the country was essentially starting again it was being reborn and they Mm -hmm. had this sense of modernism modernity Uh coming through, sweeping through the people Mm -hmm. the country at large and therefore the art as well that was in the the literature on Mm -hmm. on the stage
0: so it's only natural that he wanted to talk about what was going on With the Norwegians. Yeah, so, I mean, the
1: larger political sphere Mm -hmm. really did influence it. Mm -hmm.
0: So, tell us about the basic premise of An Enemy of the People.
1: The Enemy of the People. So, this is what we're going to do today. This was an 1882 play by Ibsen. And I mentioned Ghosts, the one before, that had a lot of controversy because of the topics. The wife and the... I I won't keep going on (laughs) with it. Um, But he thought it was a brilliant play. And he got in a lot of trouble for it. And so he responded to that public criticism by writing this book, An Enemy of the People, in which he's sort of saying that, to quote Gandhi's famous line, even if you are in the minority of one, the truth is still the truth. Mm -hmm. It's a rally against public opinion. It's a rally against the the masses who try to uh, sweep forward with their own opinions Mm -hmm. against the individual and that's what the enemy of the people is.
0: Mm -hmm. So can you tell us uh, plot-wise what happens in the play?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. The story revolves around a conflict between two brothers in a seaside town of Norway which reflects Ibsen's own home very well. Uh One of the brothers is the mayor of the town, the other brother is a doctor. And I love the, the idea of two brothers being in conflict, you know. That's that's a little stereotypical, uh-huh, right. but it's pretty cool, especially considering the positions that they hold. Mm-hmm. One, it's a nice setup. It, it's a nice setup, mm-hmm. and that's how it starts. Um, the mayor is already in the doctor's home. He comes around, he visits his sister-in-law, and there he waits for his doctor brother to come back. The town that the mayor runs, and the doctor is very famous in, Stockmans, has recently installed a new public bath, Oh, Similar right. to like a bong, a spa, uh-huh. if you will. And uh, this is proving to be a great boon for the town in mm-hmm. terms of overall happiness of right. the, the citizens. Because it's, it's cold. It's cold, that's mm-hmm. right. You go, to, you go to spas and mm-hmm. saunas and such. Mm-hmm. It's bringing in a lot of tourist money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's bringing in happiness. But the doctor has discovered something. He has discovered that the local tannery is polluting the bath's water and is making the people ill. On purpose? Not on purpose, but okay. it's just an, uh, a, a coincidence, a situation that has arisen. Mm-hmm. And the doctor believes that the people are going to be so thankful that he has discovered these things that are happening. Right. Unfortunately, he realizes that, no, they're not going to be happy. In fact, quite the opposite. And why that, is that? Why? Why would that be? So we have the mayor uh-huh. there. And he doesn't want this huge thing that's bringing happiness to the people, bringing money to the town. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want anything to be critical of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So they're going to die happy.
1: So they're going to die happy. or <laughs> They're going to die without the truth being known. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very similar uh, plot line to a very famous film.
0: What famous film?
1: Dun, 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 dun. That's Jaws. Like, yeah, that's it. Very good. Thank you.
0: Jaws. You have a lovely singing voice.
1: you should hear me play guitar (laughs) (laughs) Jaws is based on the same premise that there's a beach that's a a wonderful thing for this sleepy seaside town and people Uh come there every year but there's a shark that's killing people
0: are we going to tell everybody?
1: and they decide not to but there's one guy that knows it and he's trying to tell them you've Uh got to shut it down you've got to shut it down Uh this is the truth so Jaws was actually based on this play
0: Oh, I didn't know that. There you go, Oh, that yeah. is really cool. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm.
1: You wouldn't think it, but it's mm-hmm. exactly the same premise.
0: Mm-hmm. And you actually have a clip that's related to this that you want to play for us, right?
1: Yeah, this is a, a really nice clip. This is um, from the 1970 film version, and it stars the ever-charismatic Steve McQueen as Dr. Stockman. And in this little bit, you're going to hear him confronting the angry people and demanding that they appreciate the truth.
0: Okay, Let's listen to it. Yes.
1: Admit it. You're a revolutionist, aren't you? Admit it. <laughs> no, I don't admit it. I'm proud of it. I'm against the age old lie that the majority is always right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen to me the majority is always wrong. Have you lost your mind? What side was the majority right when they stood by while they crucified Jesus? Was the majority right when they refused to believe that the earth revolved around the sun and allowed Galileo to be driven to his knees? Listen to me. It takes 50 years for the majority to be right. And then the majority is never right.
0: Okay, well, it's kind of hard to argue against someone who's using the um, crucified Jesus and geocentrism card. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what's going on in there in that clip?
1: What's going on is that he's trying to tell them the truth, and more importantly, he thought he was going to be. Doctor Stockman thought he was going to be praised for telling them what's happening. Right. Hey, this is this is real, and we we should do uh-huh. something about it. Please appreciate all the hard work and research that he's done to uh-huh. get it
0: but like how do you demand that that people appreciate the truth that you have on earth when when they don't want to face it
1: that's the uncomfortable truth isn't it that's the platonic cave and socrates it's all it's all very ancient greece in mm-hmm. that way yeah mm-hmm. and he's labeled an enemy of the people for
0: this for so si- that okay that's where the title comes that's from. where he's the an title. Enemy, okay he's an enemy because he's trying to tell the truth and save them from being poisoned by bath water
1: yeah oh my goodness and He says right at the end of that clip there, it -hmm. takes 50 years for the majority to be right. Uh. And then the majority is never right until it does right. Mm -hmm. There's a
0: real contempt for public opinion in that speech, though, because that's not always true. Does it really take 50 years?
1: Well, things only move until somebody moves them. You need that synthesis, mm. you need that motion because generally the masses by themselves don't like change, you know, mm-hmm. they're kind of reluctant to change. We like what yeah, we have. Yeah, that's a good and point. So-
0: Right,
1: right. He's a, he's a very brave man for doing it, and I, I just love the way that you see him deal with and go through. And that's that's really the key thing of this book: how this man starts with this vision of what he's going to do, mm-hmm. and this research. Uh-huh. That's the key thing. He's got these newspaper editors. He's been doing research and okay. finding out this truth, and then he, he is crushed. He's crushed. Uh. You know, sort of almost literally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a tragic thing, almost.
0: Mm -hmm. you have another excerpt from the play that you have for us right
1: Um, one that I was going to read when he's been at trial at the end and I thought this kind of reminded me back earlier in the year you might remember the minister of education Na Hyang he remarked Mm -hmm. that 99% of the people are like dogs and pigs Uh, yeah mm -hmm. I know I'm sorry there was something very similar to that reminded me when I was rereading it Um, okay let's hear it this is Dr Stockman let me be the free thinker then And now I'll make it clear to you all and on scientific grounds that the messenger is leading you shamefully by the nose when it tells you that you, the masses, the crowd, are the true pith of the people. You see, that's only a newspaper lie. The masses are nothing but the raw material that must be fashioned into the people. Is it not so with all other living creatures? What a difference between a cultivated and uncultivated breed of animals. Only look at the common barn door hen. What meat do you get from such a skinny carcass? Not much, I can tell you. And what sort of eggs does she lay? A decent crow or raven can lay nearly as good. Then, take a cultivated Spanish or Japanese hen, or take a fine pheasant or turkey, ah! Then you'll see the difference. And now, look at the dog, our near relation. Think first of an ordinary, vulgar cur. I mean, one of those wretched, ragged, low mongrels that haunt the gutters and soil the footwalks. Then place such a mongrel by the side of a poodle dog, descended through many generations from an aristocratic strain, who has lived on delicate food and has heard harmonious voices and music. Do you think the brain of the poodle hasn't developed quite differently from that of the mongrel? Yes, you may be sure it has.
0: My goodness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is what he is driven to. You okay. know, so we're not quite sure when you hear that that's the doctor who knows the truth speaking. Mm-hmm. So you, you see what is driven to him and what I really also relate it to Tarantino and find this interesting is who's the good guy and the bad guy in this? The mayor or the doctor and and that's mm-hmm. why it makes you think, that's why it makes you talk and that's why it's a really interesting play and that realism really comes to the forefront because when you watch Shakespeare and, and Marlowe, they they had those caricatures and it was very easy to pinpoint this is good and this is bad, mm, for the right. most part. For the most part, right. that's a generalization. But, but here, here
0: it's slippery.
1: Like real life is. Real mm-hmm. life is full of grey right, areas. Right,
0: right, that's, yeah? that's so true. So uh, we're almost out of time, but what is the selling point of this play? Why should we read this, David?
1: The selling point of this play is that the language, the dialogue is so good it feels so real mm-hmm. and everything that you read in it despite it being written back in 1882 is going to make you think about everything that goes on in today's world and how valuable the truth is mm-hmm. and whether it should be known
0: mm-hmm. and how this plot is still so relevant today
1: wow in- incre- yes. I know that's a cliche but yeah it really is so and, mm-hmm. and if you've never read Ibsen before you need to mm,
0: right right well, before you go, you have a song request for us.
1: Yes, uh, the fabulous T-Bone Walker, who was a guitarist that influenced Chuck Berry, Jimi Hendrix, and many after him. Uh, this is his wonderful song. You ought to know better.
0: Thank you so much, David, and I'll see you again next week.
1: And thank you, Jamie. Thank you, listeners. Um.
0: That brings us to the end of our show this week, but stick around for the news at 12 and The Cube. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll be back next Sunday at 10 on FM.